Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church to make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. It's good to be with you guys. This is this is amazing. This is the first English service that we've had in a long time. So we're excited about that. We're also excited about reopening our doors. So this is the first Sunday we're back and I finally get to see some faces, uh, finally get to see some eyes at least, right? Uh, and it's good to worship God in person. So this is a special Sunday. I want to speak to you a little bit about Reset. Spending more time at home these days has brought new challenges. How many of you guys here with me, now that I could see you lifting up your hands or, and there's a little bit of feedback, how many of you guys had different or new, a new set of challenges now that we're spending more time at home? Let me see your hands, right? A whole bunch of new different dynamics. For example, uh, especially if you have young children. I have Luca, he's my seven-year-old son, and I have Mia, she's my two-year-old daughter. And we've had to adapt in many ways in this new time that we're living. In my home, the dynamic, especially between Luca and Mia, has been incredibly intense. Don't you be fooled about Mia's sweet and loving and tender looks. Looks can be very deceiving. Mia lately has been bullying her brother. She literally beats on him. She hits him. She is a tough cookie. <laughs> and uh, it's been pretty intense. So next time you pray, please remember to ask God to give her a spirit of self-control because she very well needs it. But greater than that test, uh, Luca has had to endure something more that, something that hurts him a lot more than just a blow, right? Uh, so with this pandemic, Luca is only seven years old. We try to limit his time on, uh, on electronics and whatnot, but we had an old Wii console that since he spends more time now at home, we brought it down, we connected it, we had Super Mario Brothers. He got tired of Super Mario Brothers. So now he's been playing NBA 2K13, all right? That's when we originally had bought the Wii. So it's an old game. So he's been playing 2013 with uh, Miami Heat using LeBron James. That's the year that Miami Heat won the championship. So he's been excited. And what hurts him the most these days is that in the middle of the game, he could be on the fourth quarter in the playoffs and, and Mia would just come to the console and just hit this little button that's called reset. Book. And all of a sudden I could be upstairs or I could be in the kitchen uh, helping my wife cook or doing something. And all of a sudden I hear, Mia, not again, man. Oh, I was winning. And it's happened time and time again. Don't I mean, Mia just loves buttons. I don't know what it is about the reset button that she loves it. And it really gets on Luca's nerves. How many of you guys have ever had your computer freeze on you, right? Uh, I've been lately using a lot of Mac. But I remember when I used to use Windows that there was the Control-Alt-Delete. You guys remember Control-Alt-Delete? And all of a sudden, you could have had been working on a project for school, you know, on a paper and something. And all of a sudden, in the middle of your paper your computer freezes on you. And if you hit control out delete, what happens to your document? What happens to what you have? It's, you can't save it, right? Unless it's on recovery mode, but then it just recovers a piece of it. So it was a, it's a headache. But if, wouldn't it be amazing if our lives, if we were just made with this button that we can press, that when things just get heated up or when we just mess up, 
bad enough, we could just press a button and everything would just reset? Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be crazy? I mean, uh, put it wherever you want. Even if you could just use it once in a lifetime, but just, just give me that button that if ever I mess up too bad or I get stuck too deep in a situation, I could just press that button and everything would just reset. If only we would have that little button. Some of you guys may remember Click with Adam Sandler. How many of you guys saw that movie, right? In the 90s. Uh, or no, not the 90s. Uh, I think it was 2000s. Um, but it was an awesome movie because, and it did pretty well, 250 million in the box office. And it was based on the premise that he had a universal remote control that you could, at whatever moment in time, you could pause, you could rewind, and you could fast forward your life. Wouldn't that be cool? And I remember a specific scene that he met his wife, or I think it was his anniversary or something, I forget. But he hugged his wife, and his wife says, oh, do you remember, honey, that song that we heard when, when we first met? And his eyes just opened up, and he had paused. Right? And then he just rewinded back a few years when they had just met, and they were like in a bar or somewhere, and, and he heard that song, and he's like, ah, that's the song, because he had just forgotten it. Uh, it happens to us guys, right? And then uh, he fast-forwarded to present time, and not only did he remember or did he go back to see what was the song, he also took time to see, let me see what she was wearing because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do myself. So he fast-forwards to present time, and he tells her, yeah, babe, it was, it was such and such song. And she, she was like surprised. She was like, wow, my man really remembers the song that day that we met. And he's like, and not only the song, babe, I mean, I remember that you were wearing that beautiful purple blouse. And she was like, that's it. That made his night. It was a blessed night for that couple. But if you guys saw the movie till the end, you realize that, you know, that didn't help him much. It got him into a little bit of trouble. And in the end, I mean, this is just Hollywood to be able to think that you could just rewind and pause or even reset your life. Or is it so? What if I told you that the Bible tells us that new beginnings and that resetting your life is possible? And take time to listen and just be able to understand what that means. What if in the Bible we find something that tells us that we could start all over? Would you believe me if I told you that God can completely erase your past? And give you a new beginning, irrespective of who you are, unconditionally, no matter how many times you've messed up, no matter how deep you are in whatever you've messed up in, so long as you just say yes. I mean, even simpler than just pressing a reset button, just by saying, yes, I received that new beginning. I need a new beginning. And I, I want you to go with me to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17, the New Living Translation. Because I want to show you through the Word of God that a new life begins the moment you surrender to Jesus. The Bible teaches us that the, the moment that we say yes to Jesus, even easier than pressing on a button. The moment you say yes to Jesus, a new life begins. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. You guys see it there clear? Anybody that belongs to Christ has become a new person. And then it says the old life is gone and a new life has begun. Isn't that amazing? 
Can we give God some praise in this house? Come on. I know you guys got a mask on and whatnot. But man, just that verse, it just gives us hope no matter where you're standing today. The Bible says that when you belong, how do I belong to Christ? Well, it's not difficult. As a matter of fact, it's even easier than just pressing a reset button like Mia does on Lucas' console. It's just saying, yes, God, I need it. And the beauty of this is that it doesn't matter if you're listening to the gospel or to this message for the first time in your life and you never even knew anything about Jesus. And it also applies if you've been 20 years in the church and you've messed up and you, have, and you think that God is done with you and that there's no hope and there's no way to get back. This works. It doesn't matter where you are in life, how many times you've come to church, how many years you've known the Lord. The Bible says that if you open your heart, that's all God needs to be able to make something new in your life. The greatest and most incredible thing, listen up, that Jesus did on the cross is to give us access to a new beginning. God gave us access to a fresh start, to a new beginning, to give us the ability to reset our lives regardless of our past. And this is the good news of the gospel. We see it. We see John the Baptist. He started announcing it. You know, that the kingdom of God is here. And that's the kingdom of God. That's the good news of the Bible. It's the, it's the fact that you can have a fresh start. And then when John was done and Jesus started, Jesus started announcing it. And today, year 2020, in the midst of the craziest pandemic in history, I believe, we are still announcing it here in JTP church that there is still an opportunity in the midst of whatever challenge you're going through to see God and for God to do something new in your life. Can you believe it? Now look what Micah 7 19 says because it gets better. It says once again you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. The Bible says that God with our mistakes, with our past, with, with all the stuff that we've been through, the Bible says that he has the power when we open our heart and say yes to this reset, that he will trample on all our bad decisions, on all our past. And not only does he trample on them, he says he grabs them and throws them to the depths of the ocean. Wait, it gets even better. If you go with me to Isaiah chapter 43, 25, check it out. It says, I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. So not only will God just trample on your sins of your past, not only will he grab them and throw them to the depths of the ocean, the Bible says that he would also never remember them. Come on. I don't know if you have a if you have trouble like me understanding that, but sometimes I think that God is almighty. He is all powerful. He is everything. I mean, he knows how many hairs I have in my head. He has them counted. And, and then he's not going to remember about my sin from yesterday when I surely can. I mean, that's the grace of God. That's how amazing God is. And this is the good news of the gospel, that there is an opportunity to restart your life with Jesus Christ at the helm. Can we give him glory? Come on, church. So listen, if you are carrying the weight and the blame of your past, surrender it to God because he has a fresh start for you. If you just suffered a huge financial loss, there's a fresh start. If you just went through a divorce, if you think it's too late to start over, if you've been 
coming to church for a long time and you know the gospel, but you've been up and down and up and down like an emotional roller coaster. And you say, well, what's going to be different this time? Well, you know what? If you say yes and you give God a chance, he could, he could just turn your life upside down. Or maybe you've tried too many times and you keep failing. I want you to listen to the message that God gave me this week when I was preparing this message. And I believe that it's going to speak directly to your heart and to whatever you're going through in your life today or to those that are watching us at home right there sitting down on your couch. Because God is doing something new. I'm not saying that he's going to start to do something new. You probably can't see it. You probably don't even feel it. But that's how God works. See, it's not based on your feelings. It's based on faith. Everything in the Bible, it's based on trusting and believing what God says in his word. And he's doing something new. And I'm going to prove it to you. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. It says, but forget all that. I love how that verse starts. Because that could mean so many things to so many people. Forget all that. Forget your past. Forget your mess-ups. Forget your tries that weren't successful. Forget all that. And I don't know what God is speaking to you today. I don't know what all that means to you. But God is telling you, forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. God wants you to know. No matter where you are in life, no matter how, how deep you've sunk, God wants you to know that he is doing something that can't be compared to all that you lost. Forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. And then he starts saying, for I am about to do something new. I want you just to believe in your heart. And I know sometimes it's hard. When you've been, all you've been seeing is disaster and you probably got laid off or, or maybe you're sick at home or you got God knows how many challenges. It's difficult to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But that's exactly what God wants us to do. And as people of God, we need to do that. We need to be people that believe, that have faith, that even though everything in our senses are telling us things are bad, things are bad, mayday, mayday, that we could open our eyes and say, man, but God, but God is with me. But God will make a way. And that's what Isaiah is telling us here. It says, for I am about to do something new. And then he says, see, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I think it's funny how God sometimes says, hey, I'm doing something new. Can't you see it? I'm going to create pathways. It's like God wants you to see something before he even gets started doing it. And you could probably say, well, God, how can I see it if you haven't started? I don't see anything. All I see is my messed up self. All I see is my condition. All I see is my sickness. All I see is all these things that I'm battling again. Actually, no, I don't see it. But God says, do you not see it? I will make a pathway. You see, what God wants you to see today, it's what he's going to manifest tomorrow. He's already working on it today. It's already done. God's blessing, God's freedom, God's liberation has already been done and effective since he died on the cross for you. But you just don't see it. But when you start seeing it through faith, when a day like today you come to JTP Church or you just connect with us through the streaming and you say, God, you know what? There's no reset button that I can press, but I could make the determination to start believing against all odds against everything that my senses are telling me things that I cannot touch 
things that I don't see with my eyes. I can't feel them. Because sometimes we're so, we're so uh, engulfed and we just need to feel things, and, right? But God says, wait, can't you see it? Take some time, time out. Connect with me a little bit. Speak to me. Let me show you what I'm doing behind the scenes. Let me show you what I'm preparing. And I believe that God is preparing great things for every single one of you guys here. From those that, for those that are watching us right now live, God is doing something. I don't, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're living and breathing, God is working behind the scenes. And he just wants you to believe because that faith is what activates. That's like your reset button. That's like the equivalent of pressing the reset button to have a fresh start. It's just believing and saying, God, doesn't matter. I, I, I humble myself before you. It's true that I've messed up, but here I am. I need your grace. Cover me with your grace. And I'm ready to see and I'm ready to believe that you have something incredible in store with me. How many of you guys in here, in person, believe that God has something prepared and in store for you that will blow your mind? Come on. Can you make some noise for that? For sure. It's hard sometimes to see a road in the middle of the desert because deserts don't have roads. They probably have just one. But once you start going in, deserts are barren. They're dry. Sometimes the last thing you can see and, and what you would like to see them is some, you know, some life. But it's barren. It's barren. And that's how our life sometimes feels when we're in situations where we just don't feel God. We don't see, see it getting any better. It's humanly impossible sometimes to even see a river flow. It talks about that God's going to make a river flow from a wasteland. River is representative of life, of hope, of things, you know, new things coming about. And really, God, out of this situation, you're going to bring a river? It's tough to see it. It's even more impossible to see a river being created in a desert where there was none. And this is what God wants you to begin to see because everything in the gospel and everything you will ever get from God is going to be through faith. It's going to be just believing. Believing without seeing. A lot of people nowadays, and I'm sure you guys, you probably used the phrase before, I got to see it to believe it. Right? I think that talks a little bit and sums up our generation nowadays. If I don't see it, I don't believe it. That, that deal's too good to be true. Show me it on paper. I want to see it. Let me read the fine print. Right? We've, be, we've, be, we've become a generation that uh, we're very cynical, skeptical, and we need to see it before. But things in the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's all received through faith, through believing. So God is doing something new. And I want to ask you today, what will your story tell? What, will, what would you do from this moment on? What will your story tell your children and your grandchildren? See, I, I go through the Bible, and the Bible's full of stories. That's one of the things I love about the Bible. It, I can relate with a lot of people there because it's, there's a lot of imperfect people. Check it out. You don't have to be perfect to be Christian, right? As a matter of fact, there's no perfect person. That's the reason why we come to church, because God gives us strength to be better people. Without him, we can't. We're just a flawed generation. But I love it because I read stories like Moses. And you guys, Moses started off as a prince, the prince of Egypt. Well, he started off pretty bad. They, they had to put him in the middle of the Nile River. But once he, he was captured by the daughter of Pharaoh, he was raised up in royalty. And he was, 
I mean, he was royalty. And from a prince, he had to flee as a fugitive. So he knew what it meant to be up and all of a sudden, in a matter of a day, have to go down. And then from fugitive, he became a shepherd boy or a shepherd man. And from a shepherd man, God calls him at 80 years old to become a national leader. Just crazy things. What about, what about Gideon? The Bible says that every year, year after year, Israel's enemies would come and they would steal the harvest and everything they worked so hard to, so that now they could eat and barter and trade and sell. Their enemies would come after they did all the work and steal everything. And this wasn't just one year. It was year after year after year after year. And here's Gideon. All he's doing is trying to get some of that stuff before the enemies come. And he was in hiding. And God transfers him from hiding and converts him to a hero. It was hard for him to believe that God wanted him to make him a hero when he was in hiding. Some of us right now are in hiding. Hiding because the situation has us hiding. Because, and, and it's so far-fetched to be able to think that God could do something great in our lives. That's what happened to Gideon. What about Esther? Esther was an orphan. And she later became the queen. David, from a teen shepherd that was despised by his parents, by his brothers, despised even by the king at that time, God lifted him up. And because he had a heart and he was able to believe what God wanted to do in his life, he later on became the king of Israel. And let me tell you something, JTP Church, you can be the next story of a reset, of a new beginning, because in Christ, we just read, all things are made new. Listen, there's no exception to the rule. You read the Bible, the only fine print you'll have is like an explanation to a word that you can't even understand because it's weird, it's in Greek or something, and then it explains it on the bottom. But there's no fine print. You see, when God says that a fresh beginning, a fresh start, a reset is possible, there's no exception. It's just to all those who say yes and say, God, I humble myself, open my eyes, and I decide today to believe in you. And that's all it takes. I want to finish off reading you a verse in Job chapter 11. Go with me really quick. Job 11, chapter, uh, verse 13 to 19. And I love this, uh, this passage. You guys know that Job went through one of the, <laughs> one of the craziest crises ever in humanity. I mean, this guy was rich. He was loaded. He had, but he loved God. He was he always tried to do the right thing. He was fearful of God's ways. And from one day to the other, um, he lost everything in a matter of minutes. He, he lost his kids. He lost his properties. He lost his cattle because back then, somebody's wealth was measured by cattle. How many cows he had, how many sheep. Uh, he lost his cattle. He lost, he lost everything. On top of that, he, had, he got this sickness that he was constantly itching. It was, it was a torment. And in the middle of this, the Bible says that some friends came to talk to him just to encourage him. It's crazy. The Bible says that when his friends saw his situation and knew the Job that was before and now saw the Job that is now, they, say, they stayed seven days just staring at him without saying a word. You know what's staring at somebody for seven days? It's like, uh, okay. It's awkward when somebody stares at you for like 10 seconds. Can you imagine seven days? I bet Job was like, well... 
What is the deal? Did God all of a sudden mute you guys? Hit the mute button? What is the deal? What's going on? And they were there. And finally, when they, were op when they opened their mouth to talk to Job, they were very... Um, they started insinuating that God had him in that situation because he got sinned. Said, man, definitely, you must have done, you must have messed up really bad, Job. You must have done something really bad for God to have you like this. What did you do? What in the world did you do? Talk to us. And then they started giving him advice. It wasn't the case. Job had not done anything wrong. It was just God testing him because sometimes God tests our faith when he gets ready to take us to another level. But I want you to listen to one of the advice of one of his friends because it could do us well, even though it was unfit for the moment. And this is Job 11, 13. It says, if only you would prepare your heart and lift up your hands to God in prayer. Sometimes, before I keep going, sometimes that's the start right there. Man, you don't have to see anything. You don't have to touch something you don't have to because we're so you know this generation we need to see everything we want everything fast you know microwave prayers right uh, but sometimes it's just a matter of just stop lift your hands to God prepare your heart which I think is the most important thing it's humbling your heart sometimes we fight with God and we that's not the way it's about saying God I don't understand but I don't have to I trust that you want the best for my life so here I am. I'm messed up, God. Show me the way out. Here I am. I lift up my hands. I surrender. Right? Surrender my life. Surrender my way of doing things. And here I am, God, before you. I don't even know where to start. But let's try this. Here's my heart. I lift up my hands. And then it says, verse 14, Get rid of your sins and leave all iniquity behind you. God's not going to leave you alone in that process. Obviously, you can't leave your sin on your own. But God promises to be there giving you the strength to overcome things that by yourself you cannot. So it says, get rid of your sins and leave all iniquity behind you. And then it says, then your face will brighten with innocence. You will be strong and free of fear. Verse 16 says, you will forget your misery. It will be like water flowing away. Your life will be brighter than the noonday. The darkness will be as bright as morning. Having hope will give you courage. You will be protected and will rest in safety. You will lie down unafraid and many will look to you for help. Isn't that amazing? That's the kind of thing that a reset from the man upstairs could do in your life. It, it happened to Job. You guys know Job was even beyond more blessed the second time around than the first because God is a God of the, of the supernatural. God is a God of restitution, of restoration, of recovery, of blessing. And I just want to finish off today, this afternoon, asking you, are you willing to surrender your life to Jesus completely? And mind you, this is not just the message to people that are hearing the gospel for the first time. Maybe you are. And this is a message for you as well. But I don't want you to limit. And I don't want you, if you've been in church for a long time, to think that this is just for people that are tuning in today for the first time. It's also for you who've been in church for a long time, who've known the Lord. But God knows that sometimes in our walk with God, we definitely need a reset. Am I right? 
we sometimes there's moments where life hits you so hard and things come unexpectedly and just like Job, just like so many people in the bible were like what i need a reset and all it takes is to surrender your life just like his friend told him if you would just prepare your heart and lift your hands in prayer sometimes that's all it takes it's even easier than just hitting a reset button yeah i would i would love to have a reset button it would be interesting and fun right boop, start all over fresh from scratch i don't owe anything i don't know anybody uh clean slate but even greater is what jesus is offering and if you're still hesitant maybe these 12 reasons that we just finished reading in job 11 verse 13 will convince you why why should i open my heart to god why should i give my life or surrender my life to jesus and start listening to his voice and start praying to him and and giving an an opportunity to do what he wants to in my life rather than what i want to well number one he promised that your face will light up with innocence number two he promises that you will be strong number three he promises that you will be free of fear four you will forget your suffering like running waters five your life will be radiant six even the darkness will shine like the morning seven you will have hope eight he will give you courage nine you will be protected ten you will rest in safety 11 you will lie down unafraid and 12 many will look to you for help you see the type of reset that god does in your life is so impactful and so supernatural that people are going to start looking at you and saying what in the world did you do to get to where you are right now show me talk to me and you know what you're going to be used by god in such a way that you're going to say oh easy this is what i did simple reset how do you reset oh give your life to jesus lift your hands in prayer and let god guide you because he has amazing plans for your life come on can we stand and give god praise oh man i i love god so much because it doesn't matter where you are today maybe you're even mad at god attributing stuff that happened in your life to god unjustly and you know what all god continues to do is to knock at the door of your heart because maybe you've been keeping him out for whatever reason and i don't know what you've been through i don't know your situation right now but i i can guarantee you that god knows what you're going through and his heart is open and like a good father that he is he just wants to be able to help you and he wants you to be able to connect with his purpose for your life which is amazing so what i want to do today is i want to pray for you but before that i want to share with you a verse that i think it's very fitting for the moment and it's found in second corinthians 6 2 and it says this for god says at the right time i heard you i believe that god is listening to hearts of people today saying god i need you if you don't do something i've tried so many things if you don't do something i don't know what my next move is going to be and god tells you at the right moment i heard you and it says on the day of salvation i helped you indeed the right time is now today is the day of salvation and i believe that 
God is speaking directly to people here in person, people that are connected with us, that are watching this stream service. And, and you probably don't, don't even know what JTP Church, I mean, you're just scrolling and you had nothing better to do. And you know what? God is speaking to you right now. So this is the moment. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to allow God to reset your life? And the way to do it, nothing fancy. You don't have to pay a huge membership fee to be part of the crew of Jesus. You don't have to uh, do something out of your way. You don't have to cut your, slit your veins. Uh, simple. The Bible says just open your heart to God and tell Him, God, I relinquish my desire to control my own life. I want you to help me because me doing it hasn't gotten me to where I need to be. Help me. Lead me. I'm surrendered to you completely. I'm, I'm here in prayer asking you to come forgive my sins. Cast them to the depths of the ocean to never remember them again. Give me a fresh start. Give me a reset. And if that's you right now, I want you to do this prayer with me. Just this is, this is how we say yes. This is the reset button right here, okay? It's just saying these words out loud to God. It's a prayer of salvation. And say, Lord Jesus, on this memorable day, I open my heart to you, asking you to forgive me of all my sins. I realize that I've messed up, but I do realize also that there's an opportunity to have a fresh start in life, to have all my sins be wiped clean by the precious blood of Jesus shed on the cross. And I take advantage of that. God, here I am. I lift my hands to you. I surrender to you. And I pray that from this moment on, you would take control of my life and lead me to the destiny that you have prepared for me, which I know that is glorious. I know you are doing a new work in me. I can't see it. I can't feel it. But because I believe what I just read in your word, which which is true, the absolute truth. I believe that you're at work and you're doing something new in my life, that my past is in the past. And I get ready now to push forward to a bright and amazing future in you. In Jesus' name, thank you for that. And I am excited to see what my future has in store from this moment on, from this reset. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, church. Can we give it up for all the people that have made that decision today? Amazing. As a matter of fact, if you made that prayer with us, please drop us a, a message. Uh, message us. We want to know. We want to We want to connect with you guys. You know what? Next steps start next week. It'll be great if you guys can connect because we want you. We want to be able to help you, guide you, so that you could grow in Christ, grow in your faith. It's going to be an amazing journey. And last but not least, before I turn it over to to Javi, uh, I want to just be able to speak to those that probably already know the Lord. You've probably opened your heart to Jesus. You belong to Him. You're saved. But regardless, sometimes we go through situations in life that. You know, they just knock us off course. And sometimes we give up. On Thursday, we were talking about running the race. And sometimes, sometimes we stray to the left because we get unfocused in life with different things that happen to us or, or we stray to the right. Or sometimes we don't stray. We just plainly stop running. We just become ecstatic and, and we become immobilized. And, and sometimes it takes something, uh, God ministering to your heart and speaking to you to say, hey, restart, start again. You know, I want to use you. There's... There's a plan that I have for your life. And maybe, yeah, I mean, you haven't taken time to listen or to, you know, dig a little bit to see what my plan is for your life. But you know, hey, it's never too late. 
And if that's your case, I want to pray over you. Whether you're here, whether you're at home, on your sofa, just close your eyes. And the important thing is that God sees your heart. Your willingness to say, God, you know, I've tried to do my own thing, but I'm ready to allow you to do your thing in my life after all this time. And it doesn't matter how much time it's passed. The important thing is that you make that decision. So if that's the case, right there where you are, I want to pray with you. Just open your heart to God. And Father, I pray that from heaven, the same way you have all our hairs counted, the same way you know every single detail of our lives to the point that it's hard for us to believe how much you know us. You know us better than we know ourselves. I know that right now you are seeing every single heart that's open and that's surrendered to you, God. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would start to use every young man, every young lady, every person, even kids, God, that are connected to us right now that know that you've called them for a purpose, God. And, and maybe they've steered off course. Maybe there's people that have said, God, I need a timeout, timeout. There's too many things going on. I'll serve you when things get better. I'll, I'll start doing things for your glory when, you know, all this is resolved or when, when kids get bigger, when they go off to college. And sometimes we keep postponing what God wants to do today. And, you don't, and we don't realize, God, that you have grace for us, even in this time. So I pray that your Holy Spirit will take control, God. Give us strength. And that, God, as we take time on a daily basis to get on our knees, prepare our hearts and to lift up our hands in prayer that day by day we'll start listening to directions directions that we haven't listened to for a long time and we pray God that those directions will take us to see everything that we just finished reading those 12 promises that you left us in the book of Job that will become apparent in our lives to the point that people will start asking us for help that we can not only be blessed ourselves but be able to share the blessing with many others. I declare that that's activated right now in the hearts of all those that are willing to reset their lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on. Yes, we love you, Jesus. And that's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that there's a fresh start no matter when, no matter who, no matter how.